Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. The teachers are alive. They're not books. They are the very living essences of nature itself. What a strange person. Unbelievably powerful supercomputer that's running our reality, and we don't have a clue as to how to operate it. So when maybe you or somebody else creates an AGI system, and you get to ask her one question... What's outside the simulation? Say in your mind, say to yourself, I am more than my physical body. I am more than physical matter. I can perceive that which is greater than the physical world. This is Lighting the Void, and I'm your host, Joe Roop, and we're live on Fringe.fm, KTLK Digital Broadcasting. We're still doing the Fringe FM fundraiser uh, tonight, even through the secret teachings, even after the secret teachings. I'm not going to sleep. That's right. I'm not going to go to sleep, or I'm going to try not to sleep anyways. You remember last time we did this? I got really delusional and started saying all kinds of stuff. So, I got something really heavy on my heart and mind I want to say right now. As we go into the Fringe FM fundraiser. 
Now, we all know this energy that we went through is pretty massive, and I didn't think that it was going to be so massive that there are people. Uh, there are people that you don't know about that are they're in my life of where I came from. I came from a small town of uh, a lot of people where we know each other. And when I left Arkansas, I, li- I left Arkansas uh, of 37 years living in the same town knowing the same people. And I, I developed some friends in that town. And one of them, I don't, is barely hanging on. I don't know if he's passed away or if he's still here. I don't know. But he was my best friend. I had three best friends growing up. Kevin, Chad, and Aaron. And Aaron... Rogers was a brother of mine, and his wife, Lindsay, always considered a sister of mine, even though she hated me most of the time. And I found out this weekend he had an aneurysm that I may never get to talk to one of my best friends again, ever. Now, that puts a lot of things into perspective for me as we do this fundraiser, so I can tell you right now that a part of this fundraiser is going to go to their family. They have four children and just had a new baby girl. And all I can think about right now is, is Aaron and his family. It's all I can think about. I went through a lot of stuff with that guy. But he always put his family first. Even when I tried to talk him into doing stuff... It made his wife completely mad at me. He would put them first. He's a good man with a, one of the best hearts I've ever known. And when I used to tell you guys that the story of how I lost my marbles living in that small town when I was having panic attacks and nobody knew what the hell was happening, most of my friends just thought I was crazy. They didn't care. Maybe they cared. They probably just didn't know what to do. Aaron was the only one that tried to... You know when you're having a panic attack and you just want to go to the hospital, right? Or whatever. Everybody in the room may know you're having a panic attack, but... Aaron was the only one that knew what would stop my suffering. And he didn't even ask. He just said, are you all right? I'll take you to the hospital right now. And in the middle of the night, he drove me to the hospital like that. That's the kind of friend he was. Now, I, I haven't talked to him in years, but that's the kind of friend he was to me. The last time I talked to him is before I left to, New, to go to New York. And you never know when something like this is going to happen. And you always think it's not going to happen to you or anybody that you know. But he was a brother in arms to me, man. He was a brother in a lot of ways to me. You know, the kind of people in your life that you have, that you go through things, you do stuff with. And I'm, I'm not one of the only ones with, that was this to Aaron. Aaron had many brothers. 
but you go through life, you do certain things with. We were roommates at one time. We went to rave parties together. We did life and family stuff together. When he got older, we kind of uh, separated ways. But where I'm from, that small town where I'm from in Sheridan, Arkansas, those kind of people mean the world to you. They're everything. And I just want to send a shout out to you, man. And I love you, brother. And I don't know what is going on right now. I don't know how it happened, what happened. I don't care. All I all I know is he's there. I know his family's with him. And his parents, man, his parents were the, his parents took me in. I don't know how many times. Even when I, even when they caught me doing stuff I wasn't supposed to do, they still took me in. They still treated me like I was their family. So a part of me, of my heart is breaking right now. And we have to do this fundraiser to keep the station alive. Like, it's not something I can just stop either. It has to happen. And so for you guys that have donated, uh, Sarah, Genevieve, Mark, Charlie, Adrian, William, or Bill, Robert, Kate, and Vicky, thank you so much. If you go to fringe.fm forward slash donations, we're still doing this thing. Part of what we raise, a portion of that is going to go to their family. It's the only way I know how to support them. I can't even get down there. And lots of, lots of things are happening. People, all kinds of people are going through stuff right now, I know. My son just graduated high school. I, I couldn't get to it because plane tickets were over a thousand bucks just to get there. I had to watch it on video. His birthday is tomorrow, his 18th birthday. I've, I've put my life into this network. And in this little 500 square foot place that's smaller than the shack that I was from, I came here to this side of the world for peace so I, I wouldn't feel stressed out all the time. The snow didn't work for me. The desert didn't work for me. This, can't, this works. But mainly, if you love the show or if you love the network and you have a heart for it, I'm asking you to take that heart that you have and send your prayers up to this family, even if you don't know them. Know them through me when I tell you. These are good people. All right. So I may mention that from time to time or tell you some old stories about some of the stuff that we did, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what to feel right now. It's, just, it's crazy. Um, so, yeah, we're doing the fundraiser. We're doing a little bit different. When we do fundraisers, I still do talk. I still talk. But we try to make it fun, upbeat, and we do contests, and, you know, it gets a little crazy, right? Sometimes we, I don't want to do it. Last time we gave so much stuff away, I think a few people, we didn't even get their prizes out. I know Alex 
gave away some mystery boxes and stuff. So uh, we're going to try to figure something out where we don't do that again. But it was really, it was fun. Now this, all of this stuff, this crazy stuff happened once, you know, Ryan's technology went out. Like he could, for some reason, we can't get him to connect to the network. And then when he sends his shows that are pre-recorded, I, you know, I have to make sure that they're up. I'm up at four o'clock in the morning, making sure they're up to play. So we sent him an encoder, just like Michael's show. Michael's show is live. It works for him easily. It works for Jess. It works for Gigi. I don't know why it doesn't work for Ryan. Uh, but we're working it out. And he definitely needs a new computer. My board went on the fritz. So my mic is directly plugged into this task cam thing that I'm not so sure that's going to last very long. It's been, I had to blow the dust off of it. But not just that. Like this is, uh, this is my life. This is my job. This is what I do. It's kind of what gave me this roundish figure, right? So I got to, I got to change that too. So we're changing the Fringe FM for you. Not just uh, for you. And I'm not trying to guilt trip you. We wouldn't have a Fringe FM if it wasn't for you. Everything about this network is for you. Um, and I don't think, if you want to know the truth, I don't think it's good enough. I've had people come at me and tell me, oh, you should sell it, you should do this, you should do that. It's really cool, it's this or that. But for you, I don't think it's good enough. And it's not good enough for me yet. There's a lack of production stuff. There's too much scattered energy everywhere. There's not enough funding. There's too much uh, repeated stuff. I mean, there's still commercials there on some shows that were two years old, right? All of this stuff needs to be taken care of, and it needs to. We can't keep putting the burden on you. Even though I love the listener-supported model and everything, I think it's great, but it puts massive amounts of stress on everybody and you too. You know. So, in order for me to ensure that everything gets, uh, you get quality content from here on out, and that when the hosts come on, that they're getting the most effort for what they're trying to do. I want to turn this into to what I've always envisioned it and what I love. It's not just about the shows. It's not just about the hosts. It's, it's not just about you. It's not about the commercials. It's about all of it, right? The whole thing. A place to go to where you can listen to freedom, free and freedom of expression, free speech, compelling content and also have the chance to grow your show. That's what I wanted. That's what I love doing is helping people jumpstart what they're trying to do. And, uh, we're asking you to help us get through this transition this one last time so that we can rebirth this thing through the Scorpio energy the way it's supposed to be. I've had to come to some really tough, hard realizations and some humble, humble, uh, humbling, you know. But I always told you, I said this earlier today, I always told you that we're doing this together. 
I don't ever want to put myself in the authoritative seat in any kind of way. Some of you have been here since the very beginning. So you know exactly what I'm saying, even though to some of you new people, I'm sure I'm just rambling right now. Not to mention the drama. There's always snakes in the grass trying to start drama and turn people against each other or whatever that you just have to like not even, no matter how many times people tell you, don't look at it, don't listen to it. It's always there, right? So I know that a lot of us are going through this energies, these, as weird as it sounds, you know, this new moon that we went through was a really hardcore, it was like the death of death type energy, but we can't look at it as a bad thing. It's just a transition. It's like a, a realization of things that need to go away or a different, like a, a time to change. So if you go to the fringe.fm, you'll see that no, none of the efforts that are going to be put towards the network anymore are going to be for free. And this is going to allow us to run it like some other networks run. There's a lot of uh, free-to-play free listener-supported networks out there, but these people are in big cities. They got teams of people, and they're asking for like $25,000 like every month, and they're getting it. We're not, I don't even, I, we don't even do that. I don't even assume that that's what we're going to try to do here. But through the different models, if you go to the launch your show page or the shop page, it has the sponsorship packages, it has a become a host package. It's essentially kind of like what KCore Radio is doing, but with a little bit more stuff on the back end to help people actually grow their shows. Because I said this earlier, too. There's a lot of bullshit in this field. Um, there, there's a lot. And the worst thing you can do on the air is put a facade on. And the worst thing that you can do as a network owner is lie to your hosts and things like that, right? So just because 10 people think you're the next Art Bell doesn't mean you are, right? But it's good to have that dream and that passion and the drive. But what I'm learning and what my humble heart has learned right now, it's what's not not humble. Humble's the wrong word because even me saying that, I don't sound very humble. I'm being, it's like humility, right? It's when you get your, you know, if you've ever had your ass kicked a little bit, I'm having my ass kicked a little bit to realize something. So, so humble's not the word. My dad, used, my dad used to tell me all the time, like some people have just never had their ass kicked. And he's not being an asshole. He's just saying, sometimes you got to come back to reality. And reality says that there's not as many of us out there listening as we'd like to think. We have 150,000, roughly 150,000 listeners a month, give or take. Where they listen, how they listen uh, throughout the day and stuff, it doesn't really, uh, I can see what days, like some days we'll have 4,000 listeners, some days we'll have 10, some days we'll have two. Just depends, you know. And these are people coming in and out all day long. 
So we're trying to develop feedback methods for the host so they know, hey, this is how many people are listening to your show. This is the feedback you're getting. By the way, there's a feedback button on the Fringe FM app, too, or you can rate, rate it or downrate it. And so when I spend my time consulting with people, which I'm learning has to be valuable, they get real feedback. Okay, here's how many listeners you're getting. Let's talk about your goals. Let's try to make it better. What is your audience telling you? Because this whole model, the reason why the market is tough is because it's been built on bullshit for the most part. Selling people down the river from trying to develop sponsorship partnerships with people, uh, trying to make people think you got a million listeners. That's not how you develop a business partnership, by the way. Also, from telling your host you're getting thousands of listeners or whatever, that's not helping the host, actually. That's not going to help their shows grow by bullshitting them. Or, or a podcaster or whatever. I just, I'm just telling you what I've learned throughout all this. Not getting enough feedback from the audience, not understanding who you are. Now, for the most part, when it comes to this show and, and most of the network, I have a good idea of who most of you are. Most of you. Some of you are still pretty mysterious to me. And I love each and every one of you because you take the time to spend time with us, which you, you are the most valuable asset to this entire network. You are. So this is up to you, actually. Uh, and I hate to put that pressure on you, but it is. But I'm going to be here until I drop, I guess. I don't know how many days this is going to take. Because I have to see this thing realized, man. There's a part of me that wants to get all butthurt and just say, oh, the hell with it. You know, but the other part of me is is gnawing at me bigger because there's something bigger going on here, man. There are more podcasts out now than ever. There's like 150, 160,000 new podcasts a month. It's crazy how many new podcasts come out every day. There's more people that want to get their voices heard, more people that need guidance, and more people that want to listen. And I think we're in a great age of self-expression. Not, not to grandstand or put on facades, but to really figure some stuff out. All of these people on my network, as much as they may not think this about me, they're my family. They're the closest thing I have to my family besides my son and my father, you know. Alex, Ryan, Jess, Michael, Gigi. Gigi's like the, the black sheep, the stepchild or whatever. Dave, all the new hosts that are coming on. And if you want to host a show, you can go to launch your show. And if you get one of those hosting packages, which they're really cheap if you just want. if We have the cheapest one there, man. If you just want to throw your show on here and rob some traffic. You know, and just try to milk the, the network. Hey, we have a package for you. You're not going to get a lot out of it, but we have one. If you want to do a little more, we have one. If you want to work personally with me, 
and grow your show, we have one of those too. We have uh, sponsorship packages now. It's not just for uh, branding, but if you want to like shout out your podcast or stuff like that through the traffic that we've built here that's valuable enough, you can do that too. You can go over to, uh, what, is the, what is the name of that uh, app? Oh, damn it, I forget the name of it. Overcast or something? These guys are charging 2500 bucks to podcasters to just put a little banner at the bottom down there on their app. Put a little banner down there to, you know, get a little traffic. Like, it's highway robbery, man. So we're not, what we're changing, we're not asking for much, but what we are changing and what we need your help to get through this transition is going to change things and make things more efficient, but also not freaking crazy. All right. So go to fringe.fm forward slash donations. If you got, even if you, all you got is five bucks. We've had people donate five bucks. That helps tremendously. Enough people donate five bucks. We'll, we'll be done with this thing and we'll be able to like hire people, get real imaging, real, it'll just be more than me behind the scenes running all this is what I'm saying. Like we'll be able to have like a team, you know, Jess is going to get a little help too, with the news and stuff. And maybe uh, a little bit more help with the website and all just everything. But right now we got to get through this transition. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I don't know how I'm going to pull this off because I don't have near the energy I did when I was in the desert. So I got the kettle on. You know, uh, I could, I could do what some people do. You know, they just try to find some Adderall and go for it, and then, and everybody falls in love with them because they're on pills. But I, I'm not doing that. I want to do this naturally. This isn't college. But I wouldn't mind a little coffee with a kick, right? And speaking of which, I don't know if you heard about this Saturday. A Swiss, or Switzerland, they found a cocaine stash amid coffee bean bags. Imagine if that thing hit the street, right? The Swiss police say they, they, the, there was a big investigation after they went to this Nepresso warehouse, which is a, a coffee warehouse in Switzerland. They found over 1,100 pounds of cocaine, which has a street value of $50 million, as they unloaded all these coffee beans. It was inside the bags. Even all those people drinking that coffee, man. And well, the, the shipment turned up in five containers that arrived by sea from Brazil. And the cocaine itself had an 80% purity. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. That was about to hit the that was about to hit the streets and all that coffee that had residue, cocaine residue all in it. Doesn't that ever make you wonder like the shit that you buy at the store? 
you think it's pure, it's got the seal on it and all that stuff, man, we're good to go. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. <laughs> I'm just saying, if somebody put it was in my coffee pot right now, and someone said, "Hey, there might be some in there," if I'm, we're going to do this like <clears throat> fundraiser, you know, I might say the hell with it. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. I don't know. I'm hoping Ryan calls in tonight, too, uh, so we can talk about some of this stuff. Because some people got some bad ideas about what's going on. And a lot of what he says, I think, gets misinterpreted, unless I'm just an idiot. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. But we're going to have fun. We're going to play a little more music. We're going to make it more radio show style. We're going to do questionnaires, surveys, all that stuff. Otherwise, what the hell are we doing this for if it's not fun? I have no idea. 
but leave a voicemail. We'll play that on the air, too. Uh, speaking of the secret teachings, we got Ryan Gable here with us uh, tonight. And uh, pretty. we want to talk a little bit about what's going on, plus this crazy energy that's happened. I'll, although I'm pretty sure the moon's starting to move into Sagittarius now, but it was a pretty intense weekend. And uh, I know you're going to be doing a show about that, too, coming up, right, after this show, Ryan? Yep, tonight, drawing down the scarlet moon. That's yeah, so we're gonna come up with it. You're gonna talk a little bit about Lilith, uh, who uh, I guess only uh, the Bible mentions Lilith once as a dweller in waste places, right? Uh, a seducer, yeah, kind of, of like a, a slayer of children, something like that. But uh, what do your what do, how do you view all this? There's a reference to Lilith in the Bible. Some scholars believe because her name is coming from the word that means night or night demon, but it has a root that actually means, I believe it is in Semitic language, it means screech owl. So there's one reference to screech owl in the Bible. Some scholars think that's a veiled reference to Lilith. Mostly Jewish scholars have the story of this temptress or this demon. Some of you might know the story. Basically, she was the first woman in the Garden of Eden, she refused to be totally submissive, so she was cast out of the garden. And she knew, like Isis in Egypt, she knew the secret name of God. So because she knew that secret name of God, when God sent the angels to subdue her and bring her back to the garden to Adam, it's obviously a metaphor, she knew the secret name of God, so she was able to stop these powerful angels and was able to kind of create her own domain here on Earth or in an under otherworldly under underworld type of a situation. So basically she became, because she was pursued by God's angels, she became very, very angry and she vowed to do the opposite of what God uh, stood for, you know, basically creation, life, etc. So she vowed in the stories that she would kill all children, all babies, and she would hunt them in their dreams. And she'd also become, she became the first succubus. So she went after men in their dreams to cause wet dreams. That's kind of the, the mythological uh, idea behind it. Yeah. And she also intended to make all women barren. So not a great lady, right? <laughs> but it's obviously clearly a metaphor. And it all relates to the Scarlet Moon. Even the new Doctor Strange movie, you've got the Scarlet Witch in there that goes back, I think, to the 60s in the Marvel comics. That's based on Lilith. The Scorpio is her sign. The Scarlet Woman is her name. Most people know her as Ancient Babylon. And uh, that's what we had this week. And we had the Scarlet Moon in Scorpio. And there's a lot of other similarly related stuff going on with, you know, abortion and baby formula being out of stock. There's a lot of things going on in regards to Lilith as an energy. And that's something I want to dive into tonight in relation to Friday the 13th. And, of course, the shooting on Saturday, plus subsequent other shootings. There were actually three major shootings this, this weekend, not just the one in Buffalo. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, it's, man, that is crazy with all that. Not, not to mention, you know, uh, the personal stuff that's going on. Like, the death and, and the, the energy of death doesn't just... It happens in a lot of things, man. It can happen in your life. It can happen to your life. It can happen to, uh, you know, like relationships. It can happen to businesses. Sometimes it just means, you know, like hard transitions. But it it's tough to embrace. But, man, like when stuff like this happens during these t 
times, I can't help but think that there's some type of weird matrix reality to it, you know, not denying astrology yeah. at all, but I'm just saying like, maybe it's far more real than we truly understand it, you know? Well, that's because people on Wall Street, maybe millionaires don't, but billionaires believe in astrology when to make investments. Military generals, they use astrology to determine when they should go to war. And we even go back to the so-called, quote-unquote, invasion of Ukraine. That was determined based on the movement of the planets, the movement of the, of the stars above. I mean, everything, whether it's a financial investment or it's going into war, it's like the, uh, the Ozzy Osbourne song. You know, it's about war pigs. Right. Like the witches gathered in their masses, generals gathered in their masses, just like witches at black masses. It's all about magic and working within the cycles of nature. Which is funny because someone tonight, they said something about my, my comments on the blood moon and the Friday the 13th. And they said, where's your proof of all that? And I, I just get confused. I'm, I'm thinking, what kind of question? What, what, where's my proof of it? Was Friday the 13th? Yes. Okay, well, there's the proof. Was Saturday a shooting with 13 people involved? Yes. Well, there's your proof. Was Sunday a, an eclipse? Yeah. Well, then there's your proof. I, I don't know why people think that it has to be some elaborate conspiracy hatched in some underground cabal secret layer. It's just natural things happening and people using those natural things to advance their personal, political, magical agendas. That's what I think. Yeah, I think that's too. Know, what do you think? I mean, as far as like, uh, as far as like astrology having an underlying effective energy that we can prove beyond the shadow of a doubt, especially scientifically, it's not going to happen. But since the beginning of time, they've been keeping records when all of these planets and stars have certain alignments and what happens during those records. And I mean, all the way back to, it looks like Gobekli Tepe based on what's on their statues and all this stuff, you know. So we don't, uh, even, you can't deny certain things after a while. You know, you can't deny certain energies that play out, certain stories and synchronicities that constantly play out. You don't have to prove that there's an underlying, you don't even have to prove that there's an underlying occult type uh, magical energy that needs to be seen like it's some type of cosmic you know, inertia or something like you just have to look at the records of what's happened and you can tell that there's something going on, you know? Well, well, just, just the, the, the name and the story of Lilith or the night demon. If you look into the, the mystical Jewish myth of Lilith, she is the moon. She is known as the scarlet lady or the scarlet woman. They also call, call her Labusha. Or, or the Red Witch, essentially, which is, you know, like people are seeing that in the new Doctor Strange movie. She travels. I mean, basically, you have Wanda in that new movie, not to spoil it for anybody, but you have Wanda in that new movie literally moving through multiple universes in a dreamlike state like Morpheus trying to hunt down a girl and sacrifice a child to obtain her powers. I mean, that is the definition of Lilith. And then with the Blood Moon, the Scarlet Moon, and you have the, the moon as the symbol of Lilith, and you have Scorpio, the moon in Scorpio, which is her house, her astro astrological sign. Like, it's not, it's not something that just is randomly put together. It's in any astrology book. It's in any, like, ancient mythology book. It, it's just what is happening in the world, what is happening in nature. And some people use that to their advantage, to their benefit. That's all that it is. It's not a, even a conspiracy. I don't even know what that means when people ask that question. I, I just can't believe this guy asked for proof. Where's your proof of Friday the 13th? I don't know. 
Look at a calendar. <laughs> well, I don't. The people want proof of everything because they don't. They can't. Wisdom. Wisdom is something people don't understand, right? They, like, like a lot of people will get extremely intellectual or, or they'll say, well, it's not listed in any history or science book, so therefore it doesn't logically make sense. But wh there's something to be said about wisdom, and wisdom doesn't come from uh, absolute proof all the time. Wisdom is just wisdom, you know. And this, <clears throat> with seeing these energies play out the way they do, even if you were to take your personal experience, one knows that if they go out and try to convince everybody of this stuff, it's going to be hard-pressed. But if you have the wisdom to, like, say, okay, like, I know these energies cycle in my life. I've already witnessed it. I've already experienced it several times. So how do I work with it or make sure that it's not working against me? You know, that that would be wisdom to me. Instead of spending all my time trying to prove it to somebody. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I, again, I don't even understand. I'm getting, I, I think I've gotten to the point a while ago. I don't even know what people are talking about half the time. Maybe I'm seriously suffering from some kind of illusion <laughs> no. myself. I just, I don't know what the, I, the people ask me questions. I just don't even understand what the question is. Show me proof of Friday the 13th. What are you talking about? It's a date. I, I don't understand how I'm supposed to show well, you proof of that. Your, your mind is really. Uh, direct and to the point, which is why I like you. Uh, you know, uh, the other day I went back and listened to that show that we were on on uh, Union of the Unwanted which about one? well oh, yeah. uh, about the yeah. occult and uh, yeah and you can tell with Dyer yeah well yeah Jay Dyer got on there and you know I don't have an I don't have a problem with Dyer but he's extremely Christian biased right and that's okay that's fine but it it was easy to pigeonhole you right. Like that's what that's what was happening there, in, with a couple of people, not just Dyer, but it seemed like Chris Knowles had a pretty uh, balanced approach and open mind, and and but the the ego started flying, and we were just trying to get somewhere, and then you were trying yeah. to explain symbolism to them in a very direct kind of like you know, this is simple the way, and then like well what do you believe? We're like uh, well I I have faith, but I don't really have a belief. Oh, so you don't have a belief. Or so it's absolute or, or disbelief. I mean, it's like they were using polarity against you to try to make you look bad when you were simply understanding how the law of polarity, you know. Uh, yeah, and they were saying, well, then you don't believe in nothing. About the cross. You know, you're just going in circles to try to be right or whatever. And it's like, no, we're, we're, we're you, people don't, well, if people can't get outside their, their polar mindsets when it comes to their beliefs, and it's 2022, I think we have a problem. We still have a major problem, you know. Well, we, here, here's another thing. I know this is very controversial, and I seriously don't necessarily want to talk about this in, in any more detail than this statement. But for an example, if you go back to 1973 and you actually read Roe versus Wade, that everybody's so upset that it's going to be overturned, likely by the Supreme Court by the end of the year, Roe versus Wade, the majority opinion of the court was that a woman does not have, that's not, N-O-T, does not have an absolute right to abortion under any circumstance, anywhere, anytime that she chooses. That was the official opinion of the majority decision in Roe versus Wade. So that is contrary to what I would think most pro-abortion people believe. And, you know, abortion in Roe versus Wade or any other subsequent Supreme Court case also gave states the right to regulate abortion. 
also the mindset that the state is either going to make it 100% legal or 100% illegal is another one of those polarizing concepts that you have to get out of the left-right paradigm of either politics or whatever it is your belief is, because most of the things that either side says are totally contradictory, and they just make you look like an egotistical fool because you don't look at the basis of what you actually believe. You just believe based on the faith of pro or anti, whatever your group is, whatever your you know community is. Yeah, That's I dangerous. Thought, I think it. I think it's dangerous too. I think we got to get out of that mindset, which is kind of why, like we we do the stuff on the Fringe FM. I've told you time and time again. I, I don't want to to control a narrative here. I don't want the host agreeing on everything. I don't want to push a Christian or a magic or a uh, conservative or uh, you know a liberal agenda. I don't want to push any yeah, kind of agenda. Yeah, that's why we get along so. That's why we get along so well because I don't either. Like, and you know what? The thing too is is uh, people say, well, they. They say, well, you, do you practice magic? Yes, I do. Okay, well, that makes you a magician. Okay, well, then I'm a magician, whatever. But I, I think we all practice magic, whether we're aware of it or not. You know, like, if you, if you want to define me and put me in a box, then do it. I'm not going to stop you. I'm tired of trying to stop you, you know. Right. So, did you see the show? Did you? Oh, go ahead. No, that's, that's my point, right? I, I just want to keep this going, man, because I think... What we're doing here is going to get, at least I hope, it's going to get somewhere, uh, at, at least in, a, in the realms of consciousness or understanding, and hopefully in a practical way, too. You know, it's not just about ego arguments or trying to prove a point all the time, you know. No, no, that's something we, we agree on 100%. It doesn't matter what the topic is. I, I'm just trying to create thought processes and myself and hopefully show other people that there's other ways to think about this, especially very, very simple, but interpreted complex, hot button, hot topic issues, whether it's abortion or it's something like, uh, you know, a blood moon. It, it's, there's more, there's more complexity. And when you, in my opinion, when you realize the complexity, you start to see things from a much simpler point of view, looking at things black and white, I think creates such a complex way to look at the world it so oversimplifies things that you never can progress mentally, intellectually, spiritually, etc. You have to look at things in a more complex manner to understand the detailed components of them so that you can break them down into a simpler understanding by understanding how all the little elements work. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah, That's man. Kind it of makes, how a I see things. makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, whenever I hear a story or we have guests that come on, I like to, as soon as they start talking about their story, I start thinking about all sides of everything. You know, or when I have a conversation with somebody, I'm, I try to think, you know, like what's really going on. My problem is, though, is I become extremely dickish because I start when people start talking to me, my brain goes straight to their unconscious. Like, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? You know, and sometimes you can't I can't just have a normal conversation with somebody. So I <laughs> I know what it feels like to to feel a little crazy sometimes. So like, what are you talking about? I know you're on Twitter the other day and you said something and. Somebody just commented below your Twitter comment about like, well, no one said that was a secret and this or that. And it had nothing to do with what you said. Like, they just wanted to start yeah. an argument with you, you know, and you're like, yeah, that's, yeah that's I, don't, I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's, it's not even like a talking point of mine. I just sincerely I ask that question. It's sincerity. I, I don't know what you're talking about. 
I mean, I, I had people, I told you they were, they were nice listeners. And I think one guy still listens, but two people a couple of weeks ago, they canceled their subscriptions to my show. And I told you that, right. And the uh, reason yeah, why I think, I think so. Yeah. Well, same exact thing. I had one guy and I thought this was so ironic and so funny. One guy, both of them very nice, but one guy canceled. He said he couldn't take the Christian angle of my show. It was too Christian. And then another guy canceled the same week and said he couldn't take my show and he loves me, but he doesn't understand why I'm not a Christian. So they're listening to the same shows. One person thinks I'm not Christian enough. One person thinks that I'm, I'm too much of a Christian. And then I had somebody else message me and tell me that all I do on my show is bash Jews. And like, I don't know where, where do people hear this stuff? I don't, I don't understand. What are you listening to that that's sincerely what you think I'm saying? I don't get it. Well, that's because you're, you're not uh, emotionally driven. But people don't know you. Let me tell you something about Ryan that people do not know. I'm, and I'm going to be extremely vulnerable with you guys here so you'll understand the kind of person that you're dealing with. R Ryan isn't... You, Ryan just analyzes everything and keeps things logical. It doesn't mean that he doesn't have emotions. I'm going to tell you something. One or night I was in New York and I was having a really tough time with something personal and I was out on the front porch and it was a snowstorm. And I'm going to tell him this, Ryan, I don't care. Uh, and I broke down and started crying. And instead of Ryan's, I know what you think about him, right? You think he's like, oh, well, uh, you're, you're crying because this happened to your tear duct gland and da, 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 da. But no, what he said was, is he's like, are you okay? Do you need a hug? And he, Ryan put his arms around me and hugged me. See, people don't, they, they think they know stuff about you because you're trying to make a statement and show both sides of a situation. And because they're emotionally driven for the most part, unlike you, they feel that you're coming against them. Like they're not coming with their brains. They're coming with their emotions. That's why that stuff keeps happening to you, I think. Possibly. Possibly. I remember that, uh, that night very well. Yeah. Also traumatizing because of the snow and being in New York. So I'll never forget any snow. Yeah. It's just easy to get well, depressed in that place. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I actually, I, 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 I was thinking that this morning too. It's like the most, you would talk about, well, okay. So for example, the guy that opened up at the tops grocery store in Buffalo, I don't know how much you know about this story, but he was from, uh, Conklin, New York, but about three and a half hours, southeast of Buffalo. And so he's like two hours south of Rochester, right? Close to where we live. So he's closer to Rochester by like an hour and by about 40 to 50 miles. So I know this sounds off topic, but so this guy, he chooses to go to Buffalo claiming, well, the media claims because they have a higher percentage of black folks that live in Buffalo. Although that's easily fact checkable and it's not true. There's a higher percentage of black folks who live in Rochester None of that really made sense to me. So I started looking into it and I started looking at the statistics and numbers just to see what I could find. And I, I started thinking this morning, I thought, you know what, of every place I've ever been where I've lived and I've lived all over the country, I've never run into more people that are so suicidal, so depressed, so many eating disorders, so many people that are ready to just end their life every day than Rochester, New York. I don't know what that place oh. is, Joe. But the vortex of like self-loathing and hatred in that city is so unbelievable. 
Well, let me tell it's, you something. <laughs> it's full of bad cocaine and fireball, too. That's why everybody's depressed. I'm just telling you. Do you them. think that? Oh, well, I know it. They don't have any sun there. You know, like, the, the sun does come up in the morning sometimes. But when you go out at night, it's, it's like... That's what's that's what everybody's doing. They're drinking Fireball, which is terrible for you, and snorting bad cocaine. <laughs> I don't know anything about that, but I'll take your word for it. I mean, everybody's been to a club. If you're, if well, I'm stupid. Like I, I'll, I'll go to a club and drink and stuff and do a bunch of stupid stuff, and the next thing you know, like you, you know, things happen sometimes. I'm not gonna lie, right? But I'm just telling you, it's bad out there. It's bad up there. Don't. Like, I'm too old for that shit, right? to be honest with you. Like, way too old for it. But that's what people are trying to do to stay happy up there. Yeah, because a lot of it, most of it, I think, is that there really is no sun. People become nicer in the summertime when there is some sun. But I, I don't, Rochester, I just, whew, it's like, we should shoot a public service announcement. Do not go to Rochester. The you, only, you were only there a little bit. I was there like three years. Yeah, the only good friend I had it. up there was Chuck, and, and Chuck... You know, he listened to the show. He drove down to Bloomfield, and we hung out, and he helped me out, you know, uh, in a couple of ways, dude. He helped me move a couple of times. He's helped me so much. I thank God that he shot. Dude, if you wouldn't have been there, I would have, like, had a real breakdown. But, you know, like, Chuck came to my rescue, too, before it was all over with. So, yeah, I had a couple of friends up there. Thank God. You know, something else is that the... Uh I was thinking of there's a, there's so much stuff going on that, that we could chat about tonight. I don't know if you want to, and I don't know how much time I have with my phone before it dies here, but I don't, I don't know if you want to go into something else, but there's a lot of different things that I've been thinking about that I think are interesting that I haven't talked to you about, especially on air. I don't know if you want to get to something else. Yeah, no, we can talk about or, it. I think, I mean, we're doing a fundraiser, bro. And uh, thank you, Stephen, for making a donation. We've put that up on the board. So we're up to, uh, what are we up to now? We're up to 445, 445 or 12%, which I don't think is a bad for just starting a fundraiser and not really telling people about it. Like, I wish we had more time to tell people about it, uh, but we just didn't. But yeah, like, what's on your mind? Well, two things. One, maybe if you rip your shirt off like Alex Jones, people will donate. We should get the live stream. Oh, just get, start yelling. Be like, oh, donate. Da, da, da. Yeah. Dude, he gets millions of dollars in donations though. Man. I know, but he's also running a multi-million dollar media empire, but you got to have the super male and the alpha, the alpha male powder. Take a oh, hit yeah. of that, rip your shirt off, smash something in the studio. I think people would donate to that, <laughs> but okay. I'm going to try to keep this very simple because <laughs> I know, Jeff, I know this isn't my erection pills. <laughs> is that what you're saying? We need to start selling. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always said the secret teachings is Viagra for the mind. It stimulates <laughs> you, right? Right. I got you. <laughs> that could be the tagline. <laughs> tagline for the network. Um, so I don't know. Let me ask you this. So you've been probably somewhat keeping up with the the Ukrainian Russian conflict, quote yeah. unquote, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, a little bit. And I don't know a lot of details, but a little bit, yeah. Okay, I'm going to try to simplify it for time's sake because I'll go on forever. I need to learn to maybe simplify my thoughts. So I'm going to try right now. So at the beginning of that conflict on the 23rd of February, and I want to ask your opinion of all this. On the 23rd of February, there was a statue of St. Michael the Archangel that began bleeding from the head in Colorado here in the United States. The next day, 
Russia enters into Ukraine. And when they did so, their tanks had these white Zs painted on the sides. So the couple of things that are interesting there. Number one, St. Michael the Archangel is the patron saint of Kiev, and he's also the patron saint of the whole country of Ukraine. And the Z on the side of those tanks, people were speculating on what it might uh, mean. But a few weeks ago, we had a, another symbol pop up on a Ukrainian military building, and it had the word Zayans written under it. Now, Zayan is a, is a Hebrew word. I'm actually assuming that you probably know it from your study of, yeah. of uh, magic. Zion, yeah. Right? And it's so, yep, so it's the number seven, which is the head, seven holes in the head. And it's also, uh, it's defined as the sword. So there's a lot of stuff to unpack here, but very, very quickly, from the Z to that St. Michael statue bleeding from the head, to, well, St. Michael's the patron saint of Kiev and Ukraine, you start to look at all these little details and you see these commonalities pop up. You see the sword, you see the serpent and the, the, the literal Nazi Azov battalion in Ukraine. They're using the symbol of the Aleph, which is the sword thrust through a serpent. You have the Z on those tanks, you have all this other stuff. Put, put all this together with that weird, what they're calling a black magic sigil or symbol that popped up on this building in, uh, in Ukraine. So when you start looking at the details, you find the sword and the serpent over and over again. Obviously, the sword and the serpent, in magical terms, is the involution and evolution of the spirit or soul. So it's the alchemical transformation and process that takes place when a soul is involuted and then a soul evolves to re reconnect with source. And I'm sure that you know this, Joe. I'm sure your audience knows this, but it's interesting. If you take the colors of that Ukrainian flag, blue and yellow, and you mix them together, you get a color that is the symbol or the color of alchemy or alchemical transmutation. It's the color, blue and yellow mixed together, gives us green. So you have the green on the flag, and then you have the sword and the serpent, all there within these strange stories about symbols and sigils going on here in, in, in Ukraine. Then we had a story of a Russian ship that went down that supposedly had a piece of the cross that Jesus was crucified on. So now we have this religious iconography introduced into the mix. We have stories of uh, strange lightning associated with UFOs, the lightning and the various ruins, uh, the Siegel ruin, which is basically a symbol of victory, lightning, thunder, power, Zeus, the god Jupiter. And Jupiter's sigil is also within this black magic symbol that was found on the military building in Ukraine. So whether or not it's media just simply producing articles and videos and showing us all these weird occult things because they know it gets clicks or there's something let's say darker or more magical going on whether it's the sword the serpent or these various symbols or it's the god zeus or the god jupiter there's also elements of demonology mixed in here there's something going on there that is more than just not only what the media is and is not telling us but there's something going on there that's more than just territorial disputes. There's something going on there that's more yeah. than just mundane workings of warfare and conflict. Yeah, no, there's I know what you're saying. Like, I, I feel like there's something going on there. I think it, uh, for some reason, I think it has, this is just my intuition. I don't know about the magic side of it, but I think it has something to do with what happened with COVID and chem the chemical warfare. Like, there's always shit going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, right? Like, they don't, there's... Uh, that we don't know about that they're talking about. But when here's the thing, though, we don't know about that they don't talk about. Here's the thing. 
when people make a flag, like a, a symbol for their country or their, or their army or whatever, you have to know, at the very least, they're not just throwing symbols around because it's fun. That looks cool. Yeah, they're not doing that because it's fun or they have to come up with something or it was in their top five. It's directly intentional. I mean, yes. as, as human nature, to, you wouldn't make a flag. Like, say you wanted to make a, a sovereign union of wherever you live right now. Would you make a flag and just say, well, this is a, a fun little symbol? There's a lot mm-hmm. of thought and and back, you know, stories that go into this stuff, for sure. Do, do, do you know what the symbol is on the Ukrainian flag? I have not. Top of your head by chance? No, I haven't even looked at it, to be honest with you. Oh, it's utterly fascinating. It just goes deeper and deeper. The symbol they use in their flag, and this isn't something new, the symbol they use in their flag is a trident, which, of course, was wielded by Poseidon yeah. or Neptune, right? Well, they're also using Neptune missiles. That's what they shot and supposedly blew up this Russian ship with that had a piece of the cross on it. So there's another god who was nailed to a cross. His name was, well, a world tree, a piece of wood. His name was Odin, and he's the one that gave us the ruins, the ruins that we see scattered throughout this, this conflict and this war. And Odin is also, he's a Scandinavian version of, of the Egyptian Osiris, essentially, or, you know, Zeus or Jupiter. So you have all these various gods and goddesses and symbols and sigils involved. People that rule the world, they rule through these, these things because they believe it gives them this deeper power. It's like they're invoking the gods. They're invoking the goddesses, they're invoking the, the, the spiritual powers that emanate throughout the ages, and the rest of us are left sitting here trying to figure out how to pay yeah, our like power. What bills. the hell's going on, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. we got to take a top-of-the-hour break here. Ryan Gable's here with us. We're doing the fundraiser if you, uh, for the Fringe FM. This is going to keep the Fringe FM alive. It's also going to help us get new equipment, especially for Ryan. The Night Stalker is going to be on when we come back, too. I don't know. If you want to stay here and hang, Ryan, that would be cool. Uh, I'll hang out for a few more. i got some time. Yeah, and then we'll, uh, and Stephen, thank you for your donations. Make a donation, even if it's just a cup of coffee, right? Go to fringe.fm or fringe.fm forward slash donations. We'll be right back. Fundraiser, well, tonight, tomorrow, until we hit our goal. Uh, part of that goal is going to the station. Another part is going to go to Ryan to help get his equipment so we can get his show lined out so we have no more technical issues, as well as another portion of that donation is going to go to Aaron Rodgers and his family uh, that they need uh, our support and help with. I have a very, another special guest on here tonight with us, Night Stalker. It's been a minute since I've had Night Stalker on, so we're blessed to have Ryan, both Ryan Gable and Night Stalker on. Thanks for coming on, Night Stalker. Thanks, yo, yo. What's going on, brothers? And, and and Night Stalker, man. That's like that's like another name for Lilith. Dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The Night Demon sounds like a cool <laughs> name to me. When I yeah, the, the first time Demon. I ever heard Night Stalker was uh when I the first time I like was I knew of Night Stalker, but the first time I really had a like a connection with him was when we you and I were on Clyde Lewis's show in Portland. Oh yeah. And he called in. I was like, oh, dude, the night, I know who that is. The Night Stalker called in, right? Uh, that was that night the dude was t- that dude was calling in saying, there's no occult symbols on a dollar bill. And we were like, what? What the hell are you talking about? They're all I over the dollar bill. That. You know? So, you, uh, I, I just called in real quick to, uh, that was when I go, Ryan. I'm like, oh, yeah, here in uh, 
Clyde and Joe and Ryan all talk together in the same conversation. It's like it's like hearing uh, these like class. I forget what I said exactly, but hearing these classic uh, thinkers, you know, like in their prime or something like that. Uh, just I was, it was just the very end of the show. Yeah. And then Joe, you you go, is that the Night Stalker? And I didn't think you recognized my voice because like, is that the Night Stalker? Clyde, yeah. yeah, it is the Night Stalker. And that was kind of like what switched it in Clyde's mind, me from just being a crazy fan to being like a, an actual human being. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this person! Like people, somebody else knows this person. He doesn't just. Oh, they know crazy. who he is. Crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so thank I'll, you for that. <laughs> also, want to thank Randolph for making a donation. Thank you for for making a donation, you guys. If you got, uh, I mean, it, everything helps, dude. Like if you if we had a few hundred people donate five, you know, five bucks, ten bucks, that'll get us to the goal. Uh, some people are making bigger donations because they can. Whatever you can help out with to help us get there. And plus, you're going to save me on on like health. I'll be able to sleep, uh, and that would be wonderful. And you know, I just want to say too, like that the 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 fringe foundation of hosts are here, right? But we have to change the model to the station. Like Ryan, I told Ryan the other day, I said, "Look, I can't just keep doing this stuff for free, right? I got to charge to have." certain shows come on and things like that but if once they start bringing traffic then we'll renegotiate and ryan was ryan's been like digging in me all this all he's like why haven't you just been doing that all along like you're growing resentful for no reason ryan's always been the voice of reason in my head but for some reason i'm too stubborn to listen sometimes you know well, i try to be the voice of reason but we also also have to make our own decisions and then learn from those decisions good or bad though right yeah but you told me what did you ask me if i was a sadist or something once you because i always i'm always doing <laughs> yeah. things that hurt I probably me said that you know yeah i probably said that that's when you know you got a good friend not. right not stalker night stalker when they look at you and they go what are you are you are you a sadist or something because you just seem to like to do stuff that hurts you for some reason some kind of a, some kind of glutton for punishment you know? yeah that's what he was saying to me you're like one of those Christians uh, that just beats the hell out of themselves with the whips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. The Vichy Code. <laughs> the, the guy who, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just keep flogging yourself, <laughs> right? Uh, you know, like the chastity belt that guy was wearing? Or that, like that yeah, leg garter? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we were discussing this during the break, which is something I, I don't understand, and you guys are probably going to laugh at me, but I know I'm not the only one that, that doesn't understand this. So Prince Lucid said... I make a fringe FM NFT. I'll sell my baseball cards to buy one. <laughs> I had this conversation with uh, Greg Carlwood at the event when we. And he was telling me the same thing. He's like, "Why don't you just get into NFTs?" And I, I was like, "Man, what the hell is an NFT? I mean, how can I make money off of a picture? Or, or it doesn't even make uh, sense. It doesn't, doesn't make, make sense, sense to me. Like from I really know very sorry." I really have very little no, go understanding of what it is. It's, just, it's for me. It's just uh, the idea of just digital art. So it's just some type of digital some something that you own, and you just you. That's so it's like art collecting, or it's like it's like buying a stock, but the stock is a piece of it's like a piece of digital art. It's like a file that you own. And I guess you can print it out and frame it if you want. But just the whole idea. Hey, listen, is just, I got a whole bunch of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, got, I got a closet full of pictures. I mean, exactly. Yeah. How does it become? And they're I'm dumb. Tr- they're, they're like the, this, this, like the board, the board ape or whatever it is that the, the famous one that all the, like, the celebrities have as their profile pictures now. It's these things go for millions of dollars, and it, they're just like, look at like search search board ape or whatever that thing is, like whatever that whatever that uh, ape NFT is, and it's the worst, terrible like digital image. It's just like terrible emoji type image, and it's selling for extravagant amounts of money. 
So it's just some type of because it's other type of currency based just, on the algorithm. It's based on celebrities saying this is worth something. Based on rich people telling us that this thing is worth something, so it must be now. Other than that, it's just same way money is just meaningless. This is just the least it's supposed to be based on something. This is just based on nothing besides people with money telling us that this is the future. Put money into it for us so we can like I don't know. It's just I don't trust it, but, but if I had money, I would probably be putting money into it. I just don't have any money to throw around, you know. I, I didn't even know what these things were. I heard, a, I swear to God, I was listening to a song from the guy, uh, what's his name, Chris Webby, and he mentioned NFTs, and I was like, what the hell is an NFT? So, <laughs> I heard about it in a rap song. I don't even know what the hell this stuff yeah. is. I don't care. <laughs> Although I did see, I did see the Madonna story, and that one, that one fascinated me. She's given birth to a robotic centipede, and she's giving birth to a tree. Like I was telling yeah. you guys on break, the tree was the house of Lilith, we were talking about earlier in this uh, in the traditional Jewish mystical account of Lilith. She lived in a tree until the tree was cut down, and she also is the patron of the dark side of the moon. And in the secret teachings, the dark side of the moon is where we have spiders and beetles and snakes and centipedes. They all come from the dark side of the moon. So the fact that Madonna, on this weekend of the scarlet moon, she's giving birth in this <laughs> this NFT to a centipede. Wow and a tree, and those are the symbols of Lilith, with all the other stuff I'd mentioned earlier, I mean, that just is not coincidental. No, no, no. I mean, she's wow. the archetypical goddess mother anyway, isn't she? So that just makes it all the more significant. So here's what he's saying, um, and I hope you don't mind me reading this, but this helps me understand. He said, I believe it's going to be the future of entertainment, not just for music or, or um, moments, but brands. It's a lot to try to explain but it's an investment, a way for people to back what they believe in. So say someone has a Secret Teachings logo, right? And you have the NFT for 100 bucks, and your popularity climbs. Well, so does the worth of that NFT. So a fan makes an investment, and it grows with the brand. And look at it like a stock. The Fringe FM is uh, Amazon in 2001, a $10 invest. Oh, okay. So that, it's, kind of, it's a derivative based on a brand that's how you get that's how like a baseball card like a, yeah like a memorabilia yeah almost but digital yeah so where do you how do you register it and like how do you stop other people i mean they must have a market for it or something they have to like regulate this somehow i would uh, think yeah that's 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 beyond me but it's it's, it's pretty ethereal like the things <laughs> you can the things that you can do on it are like are weird like I, we're close to NFTing like experiences and ideas and like weird stuff like the things that you can actually like make as NFTs they're way right like it's just, is that cool that's that seems kind of cool to me though it's, but it seems cool but it just I don't know it seems it seems definitely weird it seems definitely metaverse esque like it's some type of bridge into using some oh type of absolutely it is but, Do you th well how could it be used against us is what I'm trying to figure out like I, um. But, I, I well, because I you're I mean, putting all your energy and attention into something that's digital, something that's, I mean, money's already, for the most part, non-tangible. But I know yeah. people that for years have been talking about the Federal Reserve and a cashless society, and suddenly they flip the coin, no pun intended, and they're big supporters <laughs> of NFT, big supporters of cryptocurrency, thinking it's completely deregulated. The banks don't like it. That's total nonsense. The banks are big supporters of it. The banks are behind it. It's just another way to con and scam people into accepting something that's not real and using their real energy in order to create something that's artificial so other people can control their lives. It's total exactly. nonsense. And especially you some, if you have you, know, you want something real, go get a bag of rice, okay? A bag of rice is real. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Especially like. Okay, you, but, had, but like, uh, all right. I'm trying to think of the positive thing here, but I'm not. F- f- screw all that, right? I just like I think it's a cool idea, but if it can be used against us in the future, I'm not down for it, right? You can make you, you the positive is like the positive is you can make money off it right now. There's plenty of conspiracy theorists out there who are who have who are, spo- who are ranting about like crypto, but then are sponsored by crypto, and their justification yeah. is this is bad for us in the future. But you can make a quick buck on it right now, I guess, is basically the justification. Dude, if, if you like, would have bought Bitcoin for a dollar back in the day, though, when it was a dollar, like, you would have been, oh, my God, bro, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. It's crazy. There was a, just, there is, like, a weird ritual aspect to it. There's, like, a, a, last year, they sold, or they, I don't know what the process is, like, selling the rights or transferring the image into whatever, but they sold the alien autopsy footage. It was like verified by the CAA, <laughs> according to all these links. What? They sold oh. it for like a million, a million dollars last year. Yeah. That's so I don't, I don't know. that you can pretty much NFT. It doesn't have to be anything, just to any, art. Anything you want, like a GIF, like uh, Kevin Smith NFT to uh, his like Killjoy was movie, his like horror movie thing. Like basically his like worst movie. He just turned into an NFT and his fans that bought movie it because sucked. it was the first NFT. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've seen it. So can I? Can I? But it's just can I sell? My hatred of digital technologies. Can I sell my hatred of that as an NFT? My experience. If you, if you make so. it a piece of content, I think you can. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like commoditizing intellectual property in this weird way. Um, well, dude, so I, how many artists do you know that you know, like Eric TC that did, did all the LTV art? Like that yeah. guy's artwork is amazing. But what he, he should d- be doing that. He should, he should, be he that, should definitely sure. be. He doesn't get what he should get for the artwork that he does it's amazing artwork and yeah. i think it's a good thing for people that do that are creative you know it's great but, for artists it's great for artists for sure yeah. but like big big picture though i mean just my thoughts on just this digital currency is just like if you know if you know an apocalypse is coming if you know that the financial system is going to collapse and you, you like it's a great way to extract the resources from people by just put it, having them all invest their actual money into and so this just completely ethereal thing well, that if any, if any if the grid falls apart, it's gone. It's completely gone. There's no, like based on t- absolutely nothing. you're totally right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, you I th- know, I think you know, we, I think we should jump on it, Night Stalker. Like, don't you do artwork? If I could draw, I'd be doing it. If I could, if I could draw, I absolutely would, would be would be trying it at least. I just don't know how it works. Honestly. <laughs> Prince Luce did message me. Said I would definitely buy an NFT of Ryan hating on NFTs. <laughs> just make a little scribble. <laughs> well, there we go. I got it's, one by. All right. Yeah, that's what art is. Just, just, just throw paint on a wall and say this is my hatred of NFTs, and then sell it as an NFT. I got like, a, ban- I got a banana tape to my wall in my kitchen. If anybody wants to buy yeah. it, exactly. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, yeah, man. yeah. yeah. Here, exactly. Here's a question I have for you. Do you guys remember? Uh, it was 2018 when we had the. I think it was 2018, the Paris Climate Conference. You guys remember that yeah. when that was going down? One of the meetings for that. Yeah. If you if you pulled this article up, I believe it was CNN. CNN was actually honest for the first time in a long time. They they admitted, in a sense, what that conference was actually supported and financed by. And they said that it was supported and financed by, drumroll, Big Oil. Now, one might think, why would Big Oil support a conference that is going to reduce the independence on things like oil? Well, it's not just because they have other investments and other types of technologies. It's also because that Paris Climate Agreement was going to basically de- uh, carbonize all of their competition. So basically, they supported something that made it look like they cared about the environment, something to- the 
climate conference was totally unrealistic. Trillions of dollars totally would destroy the entire world economy. But the oil companies supported it behind the scenes. The same thing with all these digital currencies. Behind the scenes, the big banks are behind it, trying to coerce you, just like you said, Derek, into, into taking something that's digital that's completely worthless, more worthless than the cash that we already have. And then once you accept that, they've got you. That is the bait. Mm-hmm. You bit the hook, and they're pulling you and reeling you out of the water. Cashless society, and they've got people duped into it once again. Exactly. It's hooks. I mean, they they just put these little carrots and sticks for, or these these little distractions. Like, say what you want about Musk or whatever, but I just don't trust him. And just people just he said the word free speech, and everyone just like he's great. But then you you had to break that right of like I don't know maybe maybe he's wants to hook us up to this AI demon, and maybe he's not so great. You know, like well he <laughs> he always he he kind of virtue signals in a way. You remember when they had the autonomous weapons thing? He said, well, yeah. I, I went there. I tried to warn them. I tried to tell them. Oh, yeah, I know. I and, know. Then, Not build it. and then he built them. He helped build them. Uh, right? So uh, what he does is he goes out and he, and he tries to be a voice. Well, I think it's amazing because he has that kind of power to try to be a voice for change. But that's just like anyone, anytime anybody says, I feel this way, I'm going to do this thing. And then you don't follow up. Like, I would look at him as... Batman, actually, if he would just follow up with some of the stuff he's saying. Do you yeah, think I mean, we well, buy on Twitter that we're going to be able to say whatever we want? Do you think that's real? No, you know? no, I don't. He's, I mean, he's coldly calculating. He's like he's like a robot, though. It just he's not necessarily good or bad. I don't think he just yeah. does things that are beneficial to himself and what he interprets to be beneficial for society. He's just like robotic. Yeah. I just maybe I'm just too conspiratorial, but I just can't remember the last time in human history where the richest person on the planet was on the side of the people. I just don't know when that was. And just like, obviously, I'm pro free speech, but just just because an elite person says I want to bring free speech doesn't mean I automatically trust them, you know. And just what happens when he yeah. but he's not even going to buy Twitter. It's falling apart as we speak. But even if it does, we have we have free speech for what a month, and then. Let's say conspiracy. And his wise, board is the the board that he creates for Twitter is going to run the damn thing, and it's not going to be yeah, him. Yeah, or just like, you said they, the board rid, like, or the board, the <laughs> board. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But if, if if they want to get rid of it, all they got to do just conspiracy brain. If, if the other side wants to get rid of it or whatever, uh, just pose as a bunch of sex offenders out there, a bunch of sex criminals out there, and just what are you going to do? People will demand there be some type of. You can't have like they'll make it so he has to put some type of restraints up, and then. It's the same as it was before. It just is. Uh, what is it? What is it other than the richest guy in the world who wants to build AI and literally hook our brains up to it all and build these robots to replace us with workforce? All of a sudden, has all of our data, all of our thoughts, all of, can track yeah. our moods, can, can track all this kind of stuff. And it's he, just, he announced all that stuff the week the week that they announced the purchase on the twenty fifth, four days before that he announced that for the first time. Eight months prior to, to the 21st of, uh, I believe it was April. Was it April? April 25th? When did he buy it officially? Yeah. Right. Okay, so like April that. 21st was when he, he announced that eight months prior, the Optimus robot did, needed more data, new information. It needed more uh, highly developed uh, artificial intelligence. Suddenly, four days <laughs> before he buys Twitter, he says, hey, the Optimus robot's pretty much ready to go. We've got a new data set ready to plug into it. Uh, and, then, <laughs> yeah. and then two days after that, I mean, he says that Neuralink is going to be uh, to be brought to human trial, and that the Starlink system went online all in the same week that he bought Twitter. So crazy! It's so not. Crazy. We talked about this on the broadcast like three or four years ago. It seems like 
Remember when I used to play all those Terminator clips? Like it's coming, it's oh, yeah. coming, it's coming. And they have the when when they had the uh, the drones that would fly in formation, and now they're autonomous. They're li- they're literally fly in formation and dodge stuff, and then blow up people's heads. Like they'll go after yeah. a target and explode. And they got self driving cars that can definitely be accessed from the cloud. And now they're gonna they have Neuralink. And I was watching this video today on how the robots have grown since 2009. So if you watch robotics as how they've grown since 2009, first they're walking, then they have them walking on rocks and all kinds of stuff. And then they're like opening doors and now they're falling down and and picking themselves back up. Like it's... They're doing crazy stuff. It's not... It's coming, man. Like we laugh about it all the time, but it's really coming, you know. And that's that's just the robot thing too. That's like... A lot of uh, like, a, there's a, a lot of conspiracy. I, I have a, one friend who works with AI, uh, who was like in the Trouble Mind Circle. Shout out Michael Strange, but uh, a friend, a friend Bailey, who works with AI, and she's convinced that there's virtually no such thing. Whatever they're doing, they're not creating an intelligence. They're tapping into basically some kind of demon that's so already like, in creating itself. It's, Everybody, it already yeah. exists. We're, we're just opening the door for some type of demon thing that we're we're digitally. It's that the computer is just basically some digital Ouija board, and we're, we're tapping into some existing. That would be the internet. Would you would you say that? I think it might be the internet in regards to what you're saying. It might be. Yeah, it might, I, I think I think the internet is like a mind. It's like it's something forming from our collective thoughts. It's like just uh, thousands and thousands of algorithms running simultaneously, analyzing our thoughts, will form a type of consciousness. Well, and I think yeah. the actual demons can get it can get in via electricity and via the internet so i think listen things i'm going to tell you guys something oh, yeah. i have i use a google site kit for my for the website right yeah just so i can figure out what people want and the information that they have about the people that come to our website and all the stuff is insane and not not only that like if I, i'm going to site kit right now and i go to dashboard and i say there's a there's a part on here that tells me what you what I should write about based on my listenership and yep. all of the like the searches. It's like here's like ten things you need to write about to increase traffic, you know. Yep. And this is Google just perpetuating this. And then the, the Jasper AI thing is actually writing blog posts and ads and stuff for people and copy that you couldn't tell the difference if it was a human or a robot. It's not like the old article spinners back in the day. Like, it looks like a human's writing this shit, you know? Exactly. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the currency right now. It's, it's understanding our tendencies and our data and stuff. Like, I listen to a lot of just, like, regular mainstream TV and movie podcasts and stuff, and they joke about the Netflix al- algorithm, like, writing the movies, that the Netflix algorithm is getting more advanced, and they just know... Like, they know when we pause stuff. They know when we get bored with moments. They know when we're going to the bathroom or when we're switching content around and stuff. They know so much, like, minutia of details. And now, we have a smart TV. It's, yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. They can literally watch you do it. But just the idea of they, they know your attention span. They know your exact interests so well. And that they're writing movies based on it. And they're getting more, they're getting better and better at it. That's just, like, a, a common joke amongst regular movie fans that this is happening. So, I don't know. And then, separately... It's like people don't like people aren't like don't like movies anymore. Like the Marvel, like nerds, nerds digesting movies and stuff, which I'm one of, just are hating a lot of nerd stuff lately because the internet is collectively writing better movies than any writers' room could ever come up with. Yeah, so some of the not, movies today are pretty damn good, actually. 
They're good. They're good. But it's just, it's just when we have nine months of the entire internet predicting what a Marvel movie is going to have in it, what group of ten writers can compete with the entire hive mind of the entire world population writing a movie? You can't. So They're going to have to take wor- those pills from American Horror Story and drink some blood. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or exactly, exactly. <laughs> or, or the audience will just demand the AI to start writing the movies. Like that's how we get. That's, that's how we get. why. Is that why all the shows end up sucking sometimes towards the end? Like if you take yeah. if you take like Stranger Things, Game of Thrones. Is perfect. Game of Thrones is a perfect example. When it first came out, like the writing seemed creative. Like it came from human beings, and it was creative and it was cool. But as time went on, it was like, oh, there's more weird like sex scenes, and there's more incest and there's more like like what happened to the story in a lot of places you know and like at the well, end, they also know that certain things sell and they know that certain things market well so they you know real writers do put that stuff like in there brother and, and sister are gonna have sex mess. beneath their father's grave like that was the most hey, effed listen, up scene i've ever seen in a show before you know <laughs> have you not have you you guys paid attention i'm not i'm not asking you if you watch pornography but have you paid attention to even the media mainstream liberal conservative media's focus on pornography in the last couple of years it is it's literally it's everything no not really yep it's all it's all ancestral all of it yeah, who is paying for that i have no somebody idea somebody has man. to somebody has no, to be financing that it's just every video not that i watch porn this is just from from my yeah, travels people, okay. people people telling me the stories and i'm just <laughs> whatever bro <laughs> uh that's just every label is like oh like stepsister and stepbrother or whatever yeah. like some like all that kind of stuff it's every it's just that's just how they label videos now it's just like every video, it's obviously it, it, they're not actual siblings but just every video out there just labeled some type of closely incest type of thing like you know listen we're, because it's it's degenerative and it breaks apart bonds in society it breaks the social contra- uh, contract and it prevents people from being able to recognize re- what real relationships are with family, friends, yeah, love, love et cetera. And like stuff like that. That it's disconnection yeah. at its highest rate, right? Hey, yeah. L- yeah. listen, if you want an analysis of that, go back and read a history book on the Weimar Germany years in 1920s Germany. It is, I mean, so close to verbatim what is happening <laughs> today in regards to pornography and social issues. It's the exact same thing, Jeez. including the pedophilia. Jeez. I've always said that too. Like, I know people don't, you know, I've done my own shows about this, but that this loving energy that we have is sacred and it's our most powerful thing, That one of the most powerful things we have. And if you're going to disempower human beings, that's the way to do it. And I mean, it goes to the entire fall of Adam and Eve in Genesis too. Like, it's all there, man. It's all there if you just study it, you know. And- and back to Lilith. Lilith is the defiler, the succubus, the temptress, and that's all wrapped into the mix of what we're talking about, I think. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And by the way, now we're talking all this dark stuff. Please make a donation <laughs> to the Fringe FM. You go to the Fringe. And there's probably some people listening right now going like, should I donate $5 right now? Like, this is pretty scary, you know, but... <laughs> you know what I got? I, you know what I, got I mean, life is I pretty scary sometimes, opinions, But Jesus Christ. But, but Jesus Christ, I mean, there are things that are just facts, okay? Drinking yeah. blood and eating flesh is a satanic ritual, but it's also exemplified in the Eucharist and communion. Yeah. People can call it whatever they want, but it's the exact same action. If you don't like that, don't listen, don't donate, don't pay attention, but it's a fact. Logically, yeah. linearly, it is a fact, period. 
And it goes for everything else we talk about. If you don't like a fact, then don't listen to it. I get so tired of this nonsense all the time. You're too Christian. You're not Christian enough. You can't compare blood drinking to, to Jesus dying on the cross. It's oh, the yeah, that was uh, some who I remember. See, you and Chris Knowles had a good conversation. You, didn't, you guys didn't go at it, but you had a good conversation about it because he, he said that essentially all pagans were uh, people that did sacrifices for uh, all this other, you know, blood sacrifices, and you said, "No, that's not all pagans." But blood, but blood sacrifice has been around since. It's in everything. It's even in Christianity. You know, and like it's, it's yeah. a good, it's a good point to make, right? Like that's a stupid it's just about thing. Think, thinking about it, just think about it. It's just having a, just having a, a, a little game of of thought. It's it's, yeah. it's not black and white. Yeah. I just don't want to have a dream about blood sacrifices tonight. I think I will, though, more than likely. You know what? <laughs> you know what? I don't want to have a dream about Joe. I don't want to have a dream about listening to the same mundane, fringe, paranormal, conspiratorial radio where we sit and regurgitate the same talking points over and over again. I want to hear real thought. I it want gets to hear old, perspectives and new angles. Yeah, yeah, it definitely gets old. I, dude, and I said the other day, people were like, "Well, you're just going through a rough time." I said, "No, man. Like, I'm getting burnt out on talking about the same stuff over and over again." You know, like let's let's do something. Let's get somewhere with this stuff. You know. Did you see? Uh, did you see? There's, I mean, it's, there's not many places you can go and find, like, I don't know, Jordan Maxwell level analysis of Doctor Strange. Like that's the stuff that I want. That's what the people want, right? Like, did you see Doctor Strange yet? Did you see like some crazy? Like, I feel like I feel like you like it, Joe. Did you see it yet? You talking about the movie right. Doctor Strange? The movie, yeah. Did you see yeah, it? hell you yeah, I saw it. You mentioned the dreaming, but what do you think about the idea? I could of pick the, that uh, whole movie apart. That's something yeah. I should do. By, by the way, yeah. but uh, yeah, the, the idea the idea that our dreams are parallel lives. Do you, like I don't necessarily agree with that idea, but what do you think about that? That every like every dream you have is actually another version of you existing somewhere I, else. I think it's, it's I think it's happening a, somewhere. It's just a part of you in another existence. I don't think like we think because we're in this body that this is us. But we're in a lot of different places energetically, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I did. But there's a lot of stuff in that movie talking about astral travel. Then there's a whole story. There's timeline shifts in there. There's all kinds of cool stuff in that movie. You know, oh, it's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I was hoping uh, they would get more into like when they announced it, I knew it was going to be super Lovecrafty and everything. But we were getting like Loki got the multiverse stuff and Spider-Man got the multiverse stuff as far as like other versions of us. But I was figuring. Doctor Strange would explore the multiverse in regards to like the astral plane or like the dream realm or the the ancestral realm from Black Panther or like the quantum realm from Ant Man and stuff because we don't really know how that operates within the greater multiverse of of other us. Like, does every single let's say there's infinite versions of me? Are there infinite versions of a heaven I would go to? Are there infinite versions of the dream realm that I would go to? Like, what do you think about that? Or is there one dream realm where we're like we're all or one astral plane? And we're all, I can meet all the versions of myself there. Or Dude. is there infinite? What do you think? I, I think if you, I don't know, but according yeah. to Monroe, there were infinite versions of him. In the first beginnings of his travels, he would, when he would start fighting those beings that were attaching themselves to him and he was screaming for help and, you know, yeah. the kind of like the nightmare stuff that we have, you know, it's very real for him. Every now and then these like beings would come around and calmly yeah. help him. And he finds out later in his third book that these beings are future or more advanced versions of him. Oh, wow. 
Which makes me think about that whole sacred geometry thing and the the spiraling force that Manly P. Hall talks about of creation. We see it in creation, but we don't really look at ourselves as a point of that spiraling force. And if we take the golden ratio and it talks about 144,000 are going to get into the kingdom of heaven, and if the kingdom of heaven lies inside you, then perhaps that you are broken down into a different 144,000 fragments that are on higher dimensions of consciousness as it spirals. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. Like a giant kaleidoscope. Yeah, dude, like, like we could be in a damn like Metroid video game for all we know. You know. Yeah. Who, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Crazy thing to think about, right? You get to the last level and you start all over again, you know? Yeah, I know. But do we live in a place where we got creepy stuff here? Dude, in New Jersey the other day, there was blood splatters all over a parking deck in New Jersey, and no one knows where the hell it came from still. Cars had blood splattered all over them. There's a Jersey creepy, well, there's I mean, a creepy ass fish called the painted frog, if, if you've ever looked at it, in the ocean. It's the creepiest damn thing I've ever seen, more creepier than, like, octopuses. Like, there's some weird shit happening here right now. But they got us focused on like politics, you know, and uh, erection pills and all kinds of stuff that don't matter. You know, well, the, I don't think that's the thing. Like, like, what if there is some type of people talk about like the thinning of the veil or whatever? Or what if, what if the the kind of weird world, like weird W Y R D, like the some kind of Lovecraftian other side, is merging into our world, and that's why. It's seemingly the distractions they're giving us are just becoming more and more ridiculous, more and more just to, just to occupy our attention so we don't look anywhere else. Like, there are some crazy, crazy stuff happening every week. Like, I feel like you can, like, try and find probably stories a couple of years ago. It was probably much harder, Ryan, than it is right now, I would imagine. It's like a lot more occult stuff seems to be happening way more openly than it was a few years ago, right? It's a way more like every way, single Yeah, good. No, I was just going to say it's an almost, I mean, I went to see four movies this week. It was the same multiverse theme in every movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, even when, remember, remember when the, that, that, that uh, stone broke open in Japan and supposedly released the Tomomo Namai a couple of months ago? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember that story? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. so remember that Tomomo Namai is the nine-tailed fox as part of this Japanese myth, but it's basically the Slavic Baba Yaga, and it has a relationship, of course, to the Momo, because Tomomo no Mai, the Momo is the devil of China. That's where they get, um, you know, the, the, the same demon from. But it's the Baba Yaga in the Slavic tradition, so it relates to what's happening in Ukraine. Like and John Wick? The Baba, the Baba, yeah. The Boogeyman. John Wick. The boogie, yeah. Oh, you should watch it. It's pretty good. It, it's probably similarly derived, as is, you know, the story of Lilith that we were talking about earlier. It's the same thing. The Baba Yaga is Lilith. She can appear as a beautiful woman in the woods, like the movie The Witch, where she can appear as an old hag, like Hansel and Gretel. There's a whole bunch of it, but it's all the same thing. And when that, that, that stone supposedly broke open and released the demon, there were two different, I think there actually might have been three, but there were two different movies in the theater about the nine-tailed fox when that happened. I mean, that is such an obscure Japanese myth. What are the chances of that happening? In the movie theater in America, you've got two movies out where they're talking about the nine-tailed fox. In one of the movies, they actually showed a CG nine-tailed fox. And then a few weeks later, we have Doctor Strange and Everything Everywhere All at Once, and the new Dumbledore movie, and even the, the Northman movie. they got the gods and the multiple dimensions and the various – it's all – it's like it's unbelievable synchronicity. Yeah. I don't think it's really right. synchronicity. I think someone it, – it's made to order. Someone's ordering yeah. it. 
you were, uh, I forgot to mention this earlier. I know we we're running out of time, but uh, you were talking about the moon thing happening this weekend, like everything tied into your, your show tonight. And there's uh, yeah. somebody, I don't understand crypto, but it ties into the whole crypto thing. That there, this weekend, there was also like a major crypto crash um, that went down. And it, it began when, a, this is just from what I hear. I, I don't know, like, you can search it online. I can find some stuff. I just don't know what it means. But it started when a, a crypto called Luna, like lunar with no R. <laughs> Dropped down first, and then the rest of them followed after Luna. After yeah, Luna see, fell. that's that's. So Come Luna on, dropped. Man. The moon dropped. The moon, the moon dropped, and then everything else. Yeah, the moon pulled down, and everything else, everything else crashed. And that's gonna that's gonna tie with the stock market crash. If and if and when so, crashed. I mean, if if the mystics are right, and we do live in the divine realm of the logos, and 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 the realm of the astral, where all the blueprints and all that stuff are, uh, the logos is working here as it densifies here, and the stories play out in such a massively random and in so much quantity that we think that it's random, but it's really not. You know, like, there's a program going on for sure. We live in a creation. There's no doubt about it. Uh, But, yeah, we do got to get out of here. The Secret Teaching is coming up next, and you guys that donated tonight, Stephen Randolph, thank you so much. Uh, well, probably, I don't know if calling you Randolph is cool or not, but that's the name that's on there. Randy, thanks, Randy. brother. So, big Rand. Big Rand, right? And then uh, keep making donations. Ryan Gable's coming up next with his show. Thanks for coming on the show, Ryan. I'll be back on after that. It'll be late in the morning, so I might try to get a nap in or something. I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, we're going to keep this thing rolling, so... Uh, stay tuned for the Secret Teasings and Night Stalker, brother. Thank you for coming on again, man. Thank you, guys. Great show. Everyone donate. Everyone donate. But uh, Ma- yeah, great to, great to be chatting with you guys. Yeah. Make a donation. Fringe.fm forward slash donations. Stay tuned for the Secret Teasings. Be back tomorrow. I'll be back in a few hours. Good night. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.